Did you know that you have the power of fashion? You do. And most people are not using it to their full advantage. They are not showing up as powerfully as they can in their day-to-day lives with their consumer choices and how they are styling their everyday looks. I'm Tara Patton, and I created this podcast, The Power of Fashion, to remind people that you have everything you need right in front of you. It is my mission to help people work with what they have, to simplify their lives, and to live their very best lifestyle. Now more than ever, it is time to take advantage of what you truly want your life to look like. And that is everything from what your closet looks like, what your relationships look like, how you travel and who you do business with. And here on the power of fashion, we have the opportunity to talk to some of the world's thought leaders, some of the most elite fashion minds in the industry. And as your host, Tara Patton, it is my great honor and pleasure to present to you today's episode. Thanks so much for joining us and enjoy. Welcome to today's episode of The Power of Fashion, where we remind you that one decision can absolutely change your life. I'm your host, Tara Patton, and today I have a very special guest that I cannot wait to introduce you to that is going to share with us how to break through your money mindset, live a more colorful life. Please join me in welcoming the business coach for stylist and virtual personal stylist, and a tutor at the college, London College of Style, the lovely Tracy Jane Hooper. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you so much for such a lovely welcome, Tara. It's great to be here. I feel very honored to be um, a guest on your podcast. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us. I know you have a wealth of knowledge and wisdom that I knew our listeners would get loads from, like you've shared with me. Uh, so I, I'm so so grateful that we can do this. And our topic today is a really important one because it was something that really held me back. And, and you actually have helped me work through a lot of these breakthroughs with a money mindset. And when we talk about living a more colorful life, obviously we're talking about, you know, style and the color analysis that, that you do in your process and, and how we can live both a literal and uh, um, hypothetical, more colorful life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's great. And, uh, you know, the reason I can bring this, um, this stuff now to help you and to help other people is because I've been through it myself, you know, isn't that always the best teacher life experience and going through these things yourself, and then you really understand, not only how powerful it is to get through these things, but also just you know much more compassion for people and how difficult it can be and I I really do understand that it can be quite a difficult process but is key to our success no matter what we want to do in life Um, especially business wise it's really key to our success to get our money mindset uh, sorted out so yeah I hope I can help uh, our listeners today. Yes, and you have a, a, a number of years in the industry as a stylist and as a tutor, and you have kind of figured out what works, what doesn't work. And what I love about what you're doing now with the with the business coaching for stylists is you're taking all of those years and compacting them into a yeah. matter of months um, or at most at, at one year, right? And you have some great programs available for stylists to, to really utilize all that knowledge so they don't have to learn the hard way like you have, right? 
Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what I wanted to do. And I really, one of my passions in life is mentoring uh, women. And so this is just like, I just love it. I just, it, it fills me up. It makes me, you know, buzzing. I just, I just absolutely love it. Helping other women to achieve their goals and dreams. And the way I can do that is by bringing my knowledge from my years in styling. Um, and, you know, not only have I got, so I've got 13 years I've been, been a personal stylist. Um, for the last five years, I've been, been taking that business online and learning all about online business and online marketing. So now I've pulled it together and that's what I love to help other stylists to do. And especially, you know, people starting out, there's, there's so much you know that you you can do that you feel you should be doing and it's sometimes you need somebody alongside you to help sort of drill it down to just let's focus on this right now and you know get some priorities in in place and and work on the right things but through all of that we need our mindset to be right because we can we can self-sabotage we can cause problems we can give ourselves obstacles and blocks that we're not even aware they're there until we can't do something, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Makes total um, sense. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, I, I have a, a firsthand understanding of how you help people do this because you've helped me. I am a, a, a testimonial to your processes working for me. And you so rightly state that we do sabotage ourselves, but we also have programming and imprinting from childhood, from parents, yeah. from environment, from you know where we grew up, how we grew up, um, yeah. bullying situations, things like that that have imprinted and impacted on us to say, I'm not good enough, I'm not valuable, I'm not worthy. And you know, one of the things that I had to personally break through is that lack and scarcity mindset. Yeah. And I was constantly in desperation and survival mode um, when it came to work and offering my services. And I felt like I shouldn't charge people. And I, and I had to kind of get to the root of, you know, um, and I was, <laughs> you know, we were talking about this earlier. Let's, so I, I did the work for someone and they didn't pay me. So now I'm having to chase them. And it's like, you know, get paid up front. So all of these things, yeah. you know, that I'm learning the hard way. Um, yep. you know, but, but because I have you to say, all right, so you know that you're not going to do that again. Right. It's like, oh yes. yeah, right. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And all of this, I thought it might be quite helpful to just sort of step back a bit, actually. And just to talk about, you know, why, you know, you, you were, you're quite right. And you're saying it's all our conditioning. It's all happened as we've grown up with various people, not just parents, but teachers, other kids, you know, people, you might even have had a boss who's, who's, you know, put something in your mind that you now take as, as truth. Um, and all of the, you know, we, we self-sabotage because our, our subconscious is designed to keep us safe. And so whenever something's happened in the past, you will have made assumptions. We all do. We make assumptions about what that means and then what we should do as a result of that. And often those are things that stop us doing stuff because our subconscious is trying to keep us safe. So it's trying to keep us from harm, from hurt, from disappointment from fear of failure from failing you know all of those sorts of things so you, you and your subconscious is really a powerful force and it works I can't remember the figures but I've heard this in the past that it, your subconscious works sometimes something like 400 times faster than your conscious mind so you can tell yourself I can do this I can do this but your subconscious has already told you you can't you know, and you know, those those things are really hard to break through. So in order to change that narrative that's going on in our subconscious, we've got to do some deeper work. It's no good 
I mean, sometimes it works and that's great if it does, but often it's no good just sort of saying, right, I'm not going to say I can't, I'm going to say I can. But, you know, the subconscious is working so much faster and so much harder that that, that won't, on it, in itself, it will not work. We need to do much deeper work in order to reprogram the subconscious. I don't know if that helps. Absolutely. But just a little yeah. bit of that. You do that I find just a little bit of understanding helps me to know why, you know, why, why my brain is telling me not to do something, you know, and actually to understand that, that it's just to design to keep me safe, um, which was very useful when we were out in living in caves and there might be a brown bear coming towards us. But, you know, in, in today's world, we're unlikely to come to serious harm by some of the things that we're doing, but our brains still work the same way to try and stop us from doing those things that might cause us harm. Exactly. And one of the things with you doing that work with you, I should say, was, you know, that triangulation of perspective was, you know, you can't solve your current situation from your current situation without a new angle or new perspective. And, and that was what was really yeah. helpful to working with you on that is really, yeah. you know, going through the exercises that you um, that you shared with me, uh, you know, which are available in your in your programs. Um, is is really getting to the root of it digging it up so that you can start to get into alignment and I think for me one of the realizations in the aha moments was I really thought that I was doing good I really thought that I was you know I was where I wanted to be but life was hard it was an yeah. uphill battle it was a struggle so you can look at your results and decide am I in alignment is my subconscious really you know standing in the way or is everything flowing to me with ease? And, and if it is flowing to you with ease, great. Then, then you've yeah. already done the work Tracy talks about. But if it's, if it's yeah. hard and you constantly find yourself broken in the same situations and, and, you know, and no matter what you do, you're back to square one of desperation. Um, you know, that, that is an indication of needing to do this work, which is just the foundational work of, of your program. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, it is. I mean, I, I like to talk about strategy as well and practical things that, you know, you can go out and do. And in fact, I, I try and give people always three things to do before our next meeting. That's not to condemn them if they don't do it, but it's just I find it helps to have a, a real focus on trying to get things done and move yourself forward in your business. But at the same time as that, you, you need to work on your mindset. And this will come up at different times for different people. But when it comes up, we, we dig in and, and try and sort it out as long as, as long as the person's willing to, some people don't want to, and I've been there myself, you know, I've known I need to do something, but I'm just like, nope, you know what? I'm not ready for this. I'm not doing it right now. And I circle around for another six months <laughs> and then come back and think, okay, okay. I'm not getting anywhere fast here. I'll do this, even though I don't want to. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's not the easiest thing in the world. You know, reprogramming our minds and digging into what's going on can be painful. I found it painful at times. And I worked with a coach who helped me. And, um, you know, I remember having days where I'm journaling stuff to try and work on my mindset. That's the main tool I use really for helping people is to journal, but structured journaling. Um, and I couldn't see what I was writing because the tears were pouring onto the page. But you know what the other side of the other side of the pain is usually where you want to get to and and that what you're looking for is the other side of the pain um so it is worth going through there and it, the same phrase can be used for a lot of things the other side of fear is achieving your dreams you know and, and often the mindset we work we need to do is grounded in fear 
So there's some fear going on that we need to work through. And it's usually a lie, but you know, our subconscious is telling us it's true in order to keep us safe and stop us doing things that potentially might harm us. Can I give you a, um, a practical example of this from my own story? Because I think it will really help people to get their, their um, head around what we're talking about. Um, now, not everybody is gonna have this fear this this was just mine but when I first started really working on my business online obviously social media is going to be a part of that and I, I got onto LinkedIn I was encouraged to go onto LinkedIn because that's where my um, audience are and start posting well I took forever to start posting because I didn't want to do it I just didn't want to do it and I didn't know why I didn't want to do it, but I, I, I could be busy doing a whole load of stuff and saying I'm busy in my business. I don't have time to post. You know, I've got to sort out my emails. I've got to sort out uh, sorting out my accounts. I've got to do I've got to do this next course to figure out how to learn how to do something. All sorts of things keeping me busy, but not actually going out there and doing the work that needed to be done in order to get the clients. So sat down this one day on the encouragement of my coach. I would never have done it on my own. And sort of thought, okay, so what is it that's stopping me from doing this posting on LinkedIn? There's something because I'm spending weeks finding 101 other things to do that are meaning I'm not doing the, the posting. Sat down with my journal and I started writing about it. And do you know what it turned out to be? It was fear of judgment. I was frightened that people were going to judge what I said on LinkedIn and come back to me and say, you can't say that, you know, you're talking a load of nonsense. It's rubbish. You're not good enough. How, how can you say you're a stylist when you've got this opinion? All these things, you know, we've all got the, this narrative going on from childhood. Um, and so I worked through that with my mindset stuff and, and actually questioned it. It's like, okay, so what is this? That's my problem. What, what is stopping me? dig deep, dig deep. What is it? Why am I, why am I not doing it? Why am I worried about that? Why am I worried about the next thing? You know, keep on digging and asking yourself why and why and why until you're finally, you'll get to a place like me with, I realized it was the fear of judgment of what people were going to say about me. And then I asked myself the question, well, you know, is this true? Are people going to judge me? Well, some might. Chances are most won't. And if, if somebody does judge me for what I've written, actually, is that going to hurt me? Or is that going to mean I'm not any good? No, actually, what it means is it's their opinion is different to mine. Or, or I've pressed a button in them that they don't like. And that's what's caused them to react and maybe say anything, say something. And you know what, I have been posting consistently on LinkedIn for, I don't know, a couple of years now. Um, I have never had anybody give me a rude comment. I've had some people disagree with me that's okay. We're all allowed to have an opinion. And it doesn't actually dent my confidence anymore because I know now I've done that deep work. And I know now that the thing I'm frightened of is actually not going to do me any harm. The thing I was frightened of is not going to do me any harm, but you've got to really dig to, to get to a place where, you know, I could, I could then get to a place of thinking, okay, so nothing awful is going to happen. So there's no reason for me not to post on LinkedIn. And so I, I can do it now without any hassle at all. Um, and I can ask for, you know, serious questions, lighter questions. I can ask people if they want the services I'm offering and none of it causes me a problem anymore because I've done that deep work. So I hope, does that help with giving us tangible example of what you might have to dig into? 
Absolutely. Thank you, Tracy. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of us have that same fear, you know, what's personal is universal, right? So yes. I think, you know, standing in the in the way of ourselves from doing something we know is going to make us money, we know is going to help us um, because of, you know, imagined uh, threats is, is a very real thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I used to say, <laughs> this is about, gosh, 10 years ago now, I used to, my motto was, if you don't have haters, you're not doing enough. And, right. <laughs> you know, so I went after the people that would disagree with me because it meant I was reaching enough people to have one or two, you know, um, disagree with me. And, and I thought because I actually learned more from those people, like you mentioned, that disagree mm -hmm. with you, that you can kind of see things from another perspective. Do they change my mind? Not usually. But no. one of the things that you really touched on is really having a strong focus in who you are, what you're trying to accomplish, and then having a coach, as you mentioned, you know, coaches yep. have coaches have coaches. Yep. Um, you know, I would hate to work with a coach that didn't have their own coach, right? Yep. That would mean that their ego is coaching me. <laughs> yes, yes, you're probably, yes, that's very true. <laughs> yeah, and everybody, I, I know lots of coaches and they're all being coached. It's just the way it is. Yeah. And it's a con continual, continual expansion. So I love that. No, thank you for sharing that example and, and, and giving, you know, these tools to break through those many mindsets. And, and the other tool that I, that I love that's, you know, part of our topic today and how to live a more, more colorful life is your color analysis. Would you mind yes. sharing for people that don't know what that is or why that's necessary um, to, you know, to how it can benefit them? Yeah, of course. So um, it's one of my um, favorite things to do as a stylist um, for my clients. I think it's the thing that makes the biggest transformation for people that they can they can see instantly. I mean, you know, we you and I both work with with clothes. Different shapes can have a different effect on people, different styles, different, uh, you know, levels of formality of clothing. All of those things make a difference. But the thing that people really notice straight away is color. And if they change the colors they're wearing for the colors that are right for them, they not only feel great, but they get compliments from people around them as well. And people won't necessarily say, oh, I like that color, but they'll say, oh, you look well today. Or, oh, look, you look great. You know, what have you done to yourself? And actually, it's usually just the color. And what, what we do is for anybody who hasn't heard about it, if it's in person, we've got fabric drapes that we put around and just underneath your chin. And we just compare the colors to see which colors are lighting you up and making you look great and which are dragging you down and making you look tired, perhaps uh, make you look older. I tell you, if you put black underneath my chin, I literally look 10 years older. It's <laughs> One day I'll be brave enough to post about it on LinkedIn, but I'm not brave enough yet. <laughs> Show a picture of myself in black. Mm, yeah, not quite that brave just yet. <laughs> but yeah, no, literally it makes me look 10 years older. So we're looking for the colors and it's not, we're not looking at color, we're looking at the face and what the color does to your features. So it can make your eyes sparkle or it can make them look tired and drawn. It can make your skin look lovely and clear and healthy, or it can make you look blotchy and, you know, make you look like you've got blemishes where you haven't. It can make you look like you've got lines or it can make you look like you haven't got lines, you know, depending on when you get the right color. So we're obviously looking for the colors that have the best effect that make you look healthy, that take away the lines, that make your eyes sparkle, all of those things. And then when you wear those colors, you feel so much better because this color lights you up. And it's all to do with our inherited skin tone. 
um, the inherited skin tone is obviously what we're born with and we will fit into everybody doesn't matter how you know where, what your um, ethnic origin is or your heritage is the rules apply the same across the board and it's the colors that actually have the best effect on your inherited skin tone that's what we're looking for um, but we can do that online now as well as in person because obviously uh, the last year has shown us that we um, need to do more things online. So I've, I've created a way of doing this, developed a way of doing it that has uh, tested extensively and works beautifully. And I, I deliver it in the same way as I would an in-person experience. So the person still gets the full pampering me time, which is really important to me that they feel really like this is a lovely time. They've had a great experience, but they've learned a whole lot at the same time and can go away sort of feeling equipped to go and change their wardrobe, change, change your colors, change your life. <laughs> so yeah. Love that. Yeah. Change your colors, change your life. And you know, what else is good, you know, you and I are both stylists. You have a lot more experience and you help professional women. You know, I'm just starting out and I help, you know, divorced men. And so we have two totally different target markets. But at the end of the day, one thing we can agree on as stylists is most of it is starting with that mindset. Absolutely. Keeping it simple for them. So if I can say, hey, you're going to stay in this color family, because this is just the beginning usually when we do a sort of, you know, we remove what's not working for them, right? We create a, a sort of style standard and sort of help them really take it to the next level. And then they're going to continue to build on their, on their wardrobe and on their style. And it's going to evolve like everything, right? But if yeah. we can give them a, a color family or, you know, your cooler tones or your jewel tones, or, you know, you're yeah. going to stay in the warmer family. If you put yellow on me, I look like I'm about to be sick, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not a good look. <laughs> no, that people ask me every time, "Are you white?" And it's like, yeah, I'm fine. Um, right, no yellow, you know. And it's so funny that people mostly don't see the correlation. Uh, so it no. does two things: it makes us really look our best when we have the right colors on, and it also keeps it simple. So you you don't have to have a rainbow of no. colors in your closet. You can you can have a color family, which means you can also mix and match more. So you can make differential outfits. You can you can have you know, especially for travel. I know. Um, you know, yeah. you can have pieces that go with each other um, when yeah. you're staying in that color family. So I love the color analysis and I love how you explained it and how important it is. And, and one of the things you also touched on is the, the necessity of becoming virtual personal stylists. Yes. Which yeah. this year before, made us, yeah. you were one before this though. You were one before Corona, weren't you? I was, yes, I was doing virtual pers personal styling before that, but it's the colour I've added in this last year and uh, spent a lot of time setting it up, researching it, making sure it works, making sure it's accurate still, because it's really important that it's accurate for, you know, each individual person. Um, and I loved what you said about the, the yellow not doing a very good job for you, because actually you normally find one colour for, for everybody that just is not good, <laughs> makes them look poorly, makes them look like they, you know, they should have stayed in bed that morning and not got <laughs> up. And I always say to people, right, this is the color, you need one item in your wardrobe in this color for when you need to convince somebody that you're really sick and you can't do whatever you need to do. <laughs> it's a very useful color to have tucked away in your wardrobe just for that one occasion when you might need it. <laughs> when you want people to think you're sick. <laughs> when you want people to think you're sick. Only one item, I only allow you one item in that color, but you can have that one color. But I tell you, joking aside, the thing that, that it does with having your color palette and knowing what colors, and as you quite rightly said, that means you can then coordinate them and they'll all work well together. 
Um, but the other thing it does is it makes shopping so much easier because you can walk into a store and instantly dismiss about 75% of it. So it saves you time. It saves you money on expensive mistakes that you sort of think, you know, the reality is we're all the same. Well, women are. We see something on somebody else and think, oh, wow, that looks amazing. I'm going to get that for myself. So you go and buy it. But of course, it doesn't do the same thing for you. And so it ends up being an expensive mistake that sits in your wardrobe, hardly ever gets worn. So it saves all of those things. It saves you the time when you're out shopping because you can go straight to the colours that are right for you. And it saves you making expensive mistakes on colours that you end up never wearing. Um, which I'm sure most women listening to this can probably relate to. I'm sure we've all done it at some point in the past. <laughs> yes, I so, always yeah. have somebody with a price tag on something in their, in their closet that's fighting for it. And it's like, but you yeah. haven't worn it, but I will. But how long have you had it? It's only a few years, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. No, <laughs> no. You know, no. it's not going to happen. Um, no, you know, leave, you, leave, leave your wardrobe clear with things that you love, not yes. the things that you're never going to wear or actually are too small for you, which is even worse because then they make you feel bad. Get them out of your closet. Get yes. them out of your closet, having a closet full of clothes that you absolutely love. And I think loads of people have done that during, you know, the lockdown period and, and, you know, this, this part, as we sort of reemerge, they've cleaned out their entire houses, you know, they've yes. just gotten all the junk out of their life. And I think once you do that, then you make space for yeah. new, better things and you create yes. space and, you know, physical space and mental space. And, and you said something really profound too, about things that are too small. I had a pair of jeans that, you know, I, I would never, I was never getting into, you know, it's just like my skeleton would not fit in them. And, you know, I was so determined to use them as a barometer for my, you know, for my gold jeans, as you will. And I realized like, you know what, if I can lose enough weight to fit into those jeans, I should buy some new ones, you know? Yes, exactly. And that's the thing that people think, oh, I'll keep hold of these things because hopefully I'll one day lose the weight. Well, you know, they're probably going to be out of date by then and you will have moved on. And actually, if you, I mean, I've had clients who have lost a serious amount of weight um, or plan to lose a serious amount of weight and then done it. Do you really want to go into the old stuff that you've had for years that you've hung on to just in case when you've gone to all that effort to lose the weight and, you know, feel better about yourself? You're not going to want to go into old things that are a few years out of date. You're going to want to have new things to treat yourself and congratulate yourself for the work that you've done and make you feel even better. So, yeah. Get rid of them. If you can't bear to throw them away, put them in a, a box somewhere out of the way. And if in six months time you still haven't worn them, then get rid of them. Then you'll exactly. be less emotionally attached to them by then. Yeah, just get rid of them all. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only exception to that, in my opinion, is special occasion wear, which doesn't get worn very often. So right. yeah, we keep we keep hold of that. That's very true. That's a very good point. And, you know, you mentioned the um, the color analysis that you do, and you also used to teach that as a tutor at the London College of Style. And for those people, yeah. and you still do, um, yeah. and, but it used to be in person. Now it's it's virtual. Virtual, yeah. So, so more people can actually access that course, right? Um, yes, it's a slightly different thing, actually. So the, the teaching color analysis is the London College of Style, and I am a tutor for them. But the um, online is my own business. So wow. I have two separate sides to my to, to what I do. As a tutor, yes, I teach. Um, I don't teach outside of the school, but I have the online color analysis as my own thing. 
Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, cause yeah, cause I, I obviously having lived in London, I know about the London colleges style, but I just basically wanted to explain for our listeners, especially here in America that maybe aren't as familiar with the college that, yeah. uh, you know, how prestigious it is, you know, yeah. and, and what they do there and how they train, you know, and certify yeah. people in with degree program in, in becoming yes. a stylist. Yes, we do. Um, so there's two sides to the to the school. Um, there's the London uh, side of things. So if you want to be in London and train, you can. Not right now, but you know we'll be opening up soon, hopefully. Um, but we also have quite a few courses now, not just styling, but lots of creative things that are delivered online. So they are available to anybody any, anywhere in the world. Um, so it's quite good, and we we are expanding the the list of courses that we offer. Um, so yeah it's great there's lots of things going on photography makeup uh sustainability and fashion there's all sorts so it's great and i love that you mentioned those topics because you know having our own businesses stylists as well we have to create these networks when we work with photographers and makeup artists and absolutely and you know shops that's a very yeah. very big important one uh yeah. you know and what would you say um you know you also mentioned the online marketing that goes along with obviously operating your own business what would you say is the biggest focus for, you know, leading a more vibrant and authentic life as a stylist? What would you say is the best path as somebody that wants to get started on that path? So wants to get started as a stylist in, in business. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I would say um, your number one focus has got to be getting income quickly and you know, the online world, if you start to delve into the online world, you will hit, come across lots of gurus who mention all sorts of things that are all great, you know, funnels and lead magnets and email lists and, and all these things. And you can get sucked into all of them and think you need to be in all of the places. And you really don't, especially when you're starting out, you need to focus on you know, the thing that is most important. And I can't tell you what that one thing is because it will be different for everybody depending on what they want to do with their business. But you need to focus on the one thing that will, um, you know, get your business up and running as quickly as possible. And most people think it's like their website or their social media or um, getting an email list together. And it's not necessarily any one of those things. They're, those things are more a longer term strategy um, and they're great things to do but don't get sucked into you've got to have all of these things up and running straight away in order to make your business work you really don't you don't have to have a website it's a great thing to have and it's a shop window to your business but you don't have to have it in order to get work you don't have to be on every social media channel you don't have to have a huge email list you know you can start to make money in much more simple ways so be strategic be focused and you know, concentrate on the thing that's going to take your business the furthest, the quickest, immediately, rather than all of those things that are a longer term strategy. I don't know if that's clear. Is it? Is that? Is that very clear? Or, I know my question yeah. was wasn't very clear. That's <laughs> all right. But that was a very clear answer. You know, and because you make a great point, if you want to be a stylist, instead of going to all the social media platforms and and going to all the gurus and getting all the certifications, it's just go and style people yeah. and see if it's something you like. You know, do, have a few of your friends help you out, and then offer a, a styling package to someone. Yeah. See, what, you know, if people are willing to pay for it. You, if not, you might have to work on your money 
money mindset, right? Or, or learn a few <laughs> more some, skills. I was going to say, or go and get some more training. I'm a great believer in being um, trained in the thing you want to do. I know a lot of people have a natural affinity for styling and that's great. And there's, you know, you can build a business on that. But I think uh, confidence to really grow the business comes with some you know, knowledge and skills behind you that you can definitely say, I am trained in this. Um, I'm a, obviously, I work at the London College of Style. So, of course, I believe in solid foundations in your training and your skills base. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, you could, as you quite rightly say, go out and try it a few times, do it with your friends, see if they like what you're doing and if they sort of come back to you for more information, because that will start to show you that you do have a bit of a, um, a, a natural talent for it that you can develop and grow. Yes. And, and I think most importantly, to join your mentoring program. <laughs> well, of course, I would love to uh, mentor and coach any new stylists who are, you know, wanting to get started and wanting that clear path, you know, laid out for them, because it's really hard to do it on your own and to know which is the best thing for you to do first, because you will be bombarded with all the things and feel like you should be doing all of the things and, nobody can and you'll get burnt out very quickly if you try so having somebody alongside you who can say right no this is the thing that we need to focus on first we'll do those other things but they're not they're not a priority right now let's just focus you on the one thing that's going to get you you know move the needle in your business quickest um, so yes if anybody is interested I would love to um, talk to you see if I'm the right fit for you see if you're the right fit for me it's really important in a coaching relationship that there's a, a good relationship there and there's a good connection there um, because it's all that's what it's all built on so yeah have a call and see if we're a good fit and see if I can help you in the way you want to go if I can't I may be able to point you to somebody who is a better fit for you so you know it's never never does any harm to have a chat because um if, if I'm not the right person, I will tell you because it won't work for either of us. And I, you know, I wouldn't want either of us to enter into a relationship that's not going to work. So, yeah, it's always great to have a a face to face, even if that's virtual face to face um, meeting and chat with people and see and hear all about your business and what you're planning. It's great. It, it is. And it's a journey. You know, it is a relationship, as you mentioned. And it's been such an honor and pleasure to work you the last few months as well and if anybody else would like to reach out to tracy you can find her on linkedin at linkedin.com forward slash tracy jane hooper that's t-r-a-c-y-j-a-y-n-e and then hooper h-o-o-p-e-r or you can also find her on instagram as well um with the same same, same handle yeah same handle and um, my website is the same as well www.tracyjanehooper.com Tracy with no E, but Jane with a Y. That's why. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a, it's in the theory, it's a nice, simple name, but I always have to spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, most importantly, we're hosting Clubhouse Rooms on Thursdays. At we are. 5.30 p.m. UK time, which UK is currently 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But once we have daylight savings, it'll pop back to 12.30 p.m. But you can yep. find um, the links to those on, on my Facebook and on uh, Tracy's Instagram. So you can join us for live mentoring yep. uh, in Clubhouse at that time where we moderate a room. And, and that's been a lot of fun. We just started doing that a few weeks oh. ago. But yeah, it's how, great, isn't it? Love how it. How exciting has that been? We've met some great people. We have. Yeah, it's great. And the conversations and the questions, it's just fantastic. I love it. Yeah. And, and you know, I bought an iPhone specifically to get on. <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> that was very impressive. <laughs> and was it worth it? Was it um, worth it? 
I'm having a little trouble transitioning. So I still have my other phone, um, oh. <laughs> you know, because it's more user-friendly. So whenever I feel overwhelmed with the, with the iPhone, I'm like, oh, let me just go play on my old zombie phone. <laughs> but um, no, definitely worth it to join Clubhouse. We've yeah. met so many great people. Everyone should get on there. If you need an invite, I might have an extra one for you, you know, yeah. um, and and. Well. It's been so, it's been such a good time. So much fun chatting with you today, Tracy. I know, um, you know, living a more colorful life and breaking through many mindsets and, and helping other stylists start and launch their business and, and really, you know, fly without having to go through all of the years yeah. of, of figuring out what doesn't work is such a beautiful yeah. gift that you're offering to people. So I do hope that people will, will find you on LinkedIn. will find you on Instagram, Tracy Jane Hooper. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. What message would you like to leave for our listeners? For our listeners, what would I like to leave? Um, probably I will find it very hard to narrow it down to one thing but the first thing is believe in yourself you know you can do this don't let all of the stuff you hear bog you down and think that you can't do it you can um, and my little saying is everything that you want and dream of is on the other side of fear and you know working through it is well worth it because you will get there Exactly. Thank you so much, Tracy. Tracy Jane Hooper, you are an absolute star. It has been a pleasure. I'll see you on Clubhouse on Thursdays, 5.30 p.m. Yes. <laughs> UK time and continue to, uh, to help the world be more colorful. Be more colorful. And thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast. It's been a blast. I've loved it. Fantastic. Love these conversations. It's great. And I feel very honored to have been invited. Oh, thanks, Trace. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am so glad you're here to hear that inspiring story. I want to remind you that you have the power of fashion. Every day when you get dressed, you get to decide how you're going to show up in the world, how your day is going to go, and I don't want you to take that lightly. At Power of Fashion, we are on a mission to inspire people to show up powerfully with how they dress, how they think, how they interact with people, and how they make their choices when it comes to consumerism. So please make sure you remember that the power of fashion is in your hands and your actions will speak much louder than words. For more information about today's guest and this podcast, or if you'd like to be a guest or have a guest that you'd like to hear, please visit tarapattenstylist.com. That's T-A-R-A-P-A-T-T-E-N-S-T-Y-L-I-S-T.com. -E 